What's up, everybody? Slim William the Great. Slim William the Great, the sit-down podcast is back. And we got a couple of things uh, we need to talk about tonight. One, uh, we need to talk about 6ix9ine, okay? Uh, they claiming he, it's possible he's getting out tomorrow. We don't know. Uh, two, we need to give a special round of applause to the Negro that smacked. Whack 100, okay, uh, excuse me, Whack 100 or whatever. Uh, we need to give a special round of applause and a smack to uh, the guy uh, who smacked, knocked out Whack 100, put him in a dirt nap. We need to uh, send that guy, uh, we, we, we just need to uh, send that guy, uh, you know, we got to give him something, man. We, we got to give him, uh, you know, uh, a gift card, uh, give him a, give, you know, he needs to set up a, uh, GoFundMe account. We need to give him some money because, uh, I salute the guy who smacked and put hands on Wack 100. Now, I'm not up for the violence bullshit, but Wack 100 been talking hella reckless for the last few weeks, going on a whole media tour, uh, podcast after podcast, uh, you know, um, just acting a fool. Uh, the second runner up, runner up from acting a fool is Nick Cannon. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk about six nine, whack one hundred getting smacked to the flow, and then try to get up and try to act, uh, try to act tough. Where is he? Where is he? The, 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 the nigga who smacked you is at home. Uh, eating dinner, okay? You was out that long, my bro. You was out that long. So we got 6ix9ine, Wack 100. Um, what else? What else? What else? We also need to throw in, uh, uh, just go ahead and give a round of applause for the two guys who made the worst trash record of 2019. That goes to Nick Cannon and Ja Rule. Yes, you heard that right. Ja Rule. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, let me let, please let me get please let me get this out. Ja Rule put up a record. Oh my God, it's trash. He put up a record called the fight celebrating the fire festival situation. Um, he put up a record uh, from the uh, fire festival situation celebrating that he got off from that situation. Okay. Uh, but guys, you don't know. You guys remember the uh, fire festival, fire festival fiasco. Let, let, you know what? Let me slow down real quick. I'm, let me drink some water real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm turned up tonight, so y'all gotta forgive me. Okay, drop me some water, guys. Okay, I gotta, I gotta slow this podcast down. My bad. I'm turned up right now. Okay, all right. Ja Rule put out a new single uh, called Fire. Okay. And uh, I sat there and listened to it. It came out five days ago. At least that's what YouTube is saying. Um, uh, dude, it's a new single called Fire. And it is beyond trash. It's, it's, it's so trash that when I listen to the record, because I told myself, you know what? I'm going to listen to the record and then I'm going to let the people know. I, listen, I, I couldn't even finish the record. I couldn't even finish the whole song. The song is uh, three minutes and eight seconds. I couldn't even finish the entire record because the song was so trash. 
Ja Rule, you ain't put out a record, a album, or I hope you ain't trying to put out an album with this bullshit on it. I, I hope not. But Ja Rule, you haven't put out a record in years. And when you do put out a record, you put out this atrocious water, fugazi, burnt, leftover Thanksgiving bullshit. This record... Oh, God, I I don't even want to, you know, I'm not even going to get the lyrics because I did that with, uh, I got the lyrics for the uh, for uh, Nick Cannon's. If you go back to my last podcast, well, a few podcasts ago, I did the one for Nick Cannon when Nick Cannon dropped that uh, disc record to Eminem. Uh, that was trash. Uh, I, I'm not even going to put myself through this tonight. I'm not even going to uh, uh, look up the lyrics or try to look up the lyrics to the fire because it's, it's, Trust me, you don't want to do it. We cannot go into 2020 with this type of foolishness. Um, ja Rule and uh, Nick Cannon, hold it down for 2019 as these trashest records to ever come out of 2009. This might be top. This might be top top five throughout all hip hop. I mean, I heard some trash records, but the one Ja Rule put out, I re- let me tell you something. This is God honest truth. Let's do a side-by-side comparison. I don't know if you guys heard it or not. Ja Rule's song, Fire, compared to Nick Cannon's diss record. Nick Cannon's diss record is like listening to Nas's ether. And I'm being dead serious. And I know this is not even a diss record for Ja Rule. It's just the song is so horrible, I cannot even compare it to anything. I can't even get past the freaking... I couldn't get past the first few minutes. I, I, I'm like, and then I read the comments while I was listening to the song. I'm like, people were going, what the hell is this? This is ass. This is trash. What, what Ja Rule doing? Nah, bruh. Ja Rule, if you wanna, really wanted to prove that 50 Cent didn't destroy your career, you wouldn't have made this, okay? Go back to Grown Up Hip Hop. Go back to the Murray Inc. Tour. Go back, go grab Ashanti, go grab Little Mo, go grab Vita, go grab Charlie Baltimore, go grab Floyd Mayweather, go grab uh, Little Bow Wow, grab somebody that, that, that do something because this record you put out is trash. Okay, we're going to get off of Ja Rule's uh, ja Rule rant, but that song's trash. Um, it's called Fire. It's his new single. Um, you won't have to worry about it, because I'm letting you know right now that it's horrible. Okay, next. I'm sorry, guys. I'm real hyped up right now. I'm, I, 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 when I heard how that Whack 100 got his ass knocked, knocked the hell out, oh, man. Oh, God, I could. Oh, that's, oh man, this is nice. Whack 100. Let's talk about Whack. Whack 100 um, got beat up. By Nipsey Hussle's bodyguard. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. You know what? Been going around uh, talking reckless about um, Nipsey Hussle, and once again, I'm not the biggest Nipsey Hussle fan. I, you know, I'm not no Nipsey Hussle connoisseur. I wasn't on Nip like that, so I'm not. What I just didn't like about what Wack was doing. And you guys can go back to my previous podcast. I didn't like the fact that Wack was basically clout chasing, which is, you know, which is what a lot of people do. That's cool. 
but you're clout chasing off a dead man just to build yourself up. Even if you do feel this way, even if you do feel like he's not a legend, he's this, he's that, that's your opinion. Cool. But the Go on tour and go from podcast to podcast and do interviews off, basically, basically off this. I think it's trash. I think it's whack. No, no pun intended. Whack is whack for doing that. And um, it all came to a head because uh, apparently it has been reported that whack was t- went a little too far with the disrespect. Uh, I, I guess there was some recording where they claimed that Wack 100 was saying, and I quote, this is what allegedly that he was saying, that um, Nip deserved to die, that uh, shitty cuz the guy who... You know, I don't, we, I don't know why we got to keep saying allegedly, allegedly killed him, even though it was caught on K. Basically killed him. Um, saying that shitty cuz handling his business. You don't need to be saying that you shouldn't be calling this guy a rat, blah, blah, blah. And then expect for you not to be no retaliation. And 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 said, I, it got to the point where the bodyguard, J-Rock, who's the bodyguard, not to be confused with the rapper J-Rock, but the bodyguard J-Rock caught wind of this. And caught Wack 100 at Rolling Loud Festival in L.A. Had him had a couple of words with him backstage, and slapped Wack 100 to the ground. And uh, J. Rock, the bodyguard, was at home uh, eating dinner with his feet up, watching TV while Wack 100 was getting picked up off the ground. And um, further, Wack 100 goes back. <laughs> and what I love about Wack, well, another thing about Wack, you know, you got knocked out. He gets on YouTube, or not YouTube, but gets on uh, Instagram saying, Ah, I got a hundred racks right now. If if anybody can produce the footage of me getting knocked the hell out, it's going to be smoke, yada, yada, yada. It's like, whack, stop. Like, bruh, stop. <laughs> like, whack, you in your mid-fifties, bruh. And it's like, come on, bruh, stop. <laughs> like, you okay? And then my thing is, my 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 biggest question about this whole whack situation, whack one hundred. Where is the game? I get whack one hundred is his own man, and he's out here running reckless. Where is the game? Why haven't the game responded, commented, said? The game hasn't said anything. A that has had anything to do with this Wack 100 situation. The game never spoke on it. The game, I mean, I think TMZ might have caught up with him and said something, but even the game gave, like, some lukewarm answer. And it's like, the game, for that to be your manager, and you work very, very close with Wack, you should at least say, yo, yeah, Wack tripping, I don't agree with Wack, Wack, not making sense. Uh, it's unfortunate he got knocked the hell out, but um, I don't agree. You know, say something. You know, because the the thing about the game that I noticed, and the other a lot of people notice about what the game is doing. And I'm not saying, look, that's his that that's his boy, that's his man, like that. Okay, cool. But the game is weird because the game, on his Instagram every day, 
posting pictures up and nip. Uh, he named his what his uh record. I guess it's record label after Nip's uh, prolific. Uh, I miss you with long behind letters about the uh, Nipsey hustle and all that. And then on another end, you got your manager who's talking reckless about Nip, disrespecting Nip, and going as far to say other disrespectful things. And the game has yet to comment it. And I, I don't I don't understand that. I don't know if Wack got the game on a leash or what's going on, but the game has yet to comment. He comments pretty much on everything else, but he haven't commented on this situation. And I don't know if he ever will. Um maybe he's like, hey man, I don't want no parts of that. That's whack out there acting fool. Let whack be whack. I'ma separate myself from that. But it looks bad, kinda look bad on you when you're constantly posting stuff about Nip every day and your boy is talking reckless about Nip. It just it just don't it just don't look right. And um I don't I don't quite understand that. But um yeah whack 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 got knocked out and then he gets on there, well I got a hundred racks if anybody got footage and y'all know it's fake and blah 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 and 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 Nah, big nigga, you got knocked, okay? They they helped you off the ground, and you was dazed and confused. You know, you must have thought you was at one of them rides at the fair where you walked into the mirrors of mirror, and nothing but mirrors all around, and you get dazed and confused, don't know what the fuck, how the fuck to get to the fucking exit. That's how Wack looked right there, okay? He looked confused as hell, all right? Wack, Wack, Wack looked at dazed. Now, will Wack retaliate? That's another question. Wack, Wack is a gang member. He is a blood, and hey, it is nuts got tested. So will he retaliate? Will this be an ongoing situation? Will Wack retaliate against against J Rock, the bodyguard, or will they squash the beef after this? Will they meet up? What 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 is the next outcome far as Wack One Hundred? Or is Wack going to sit the fuck down somewhere and realize, okay, I've been talking too damn much, running my damn mouth, let me sit the fuck back and chill and let all of this blow over and, you know, come back out with some other shit. That, that's my question. Okay. And it was funny, the, they, they say Blueface was there too. They say Blueface was laughing. <laughs> they say Blueface was out there just giggling. I'm like, damn, nigga, you got knocked down. They say Blueface was looking like Smokey standing over Wack, like, Wack, Wack, you got knocked the fuck out, Wack. <laughs> they say he was like that, but, you know, Blueface is a... Uh... Hey, man, I... I... Nah, Blueface trash. Nah, I, I, I was about to say something about Blueface. Blueface is trash. Um, I did watch his interview on The Breakfast Club a while back. I, he seemed like a pretty cool guy, but nah, music trash. You know, it's trash. All right. Let's get to uh, 6 9 Okay. I want to talk about 6 9 Now, I want to talk about 6 9 I don't want to... You know what? Let's, let's take a moment. And let's forget the snitching. Let's forget all of that. Because I... At one of my podcasts... I, I, I can't remember. I think it was the last one or one before that. I said I want to talk about 6 9 and how he was a genius. And this is why I believe 6 9 is a genius. Give me a second. I believe 6 9 is a genius because out 
besides the antics, well, let me let me put it this way. I watched a doc an interview uh, with um six nine. I believe he was on the uh, the uh, Angie Martinez. You can go back and look on Angie Martinez's. Uh, you know, on YouTube, is is a uh, he did an interview on uh, she did it. I'm sorry, she did an interview on Six Nine on the Andrew Martinez, and I sat there and watched it. And um, it uh, you can my thing is about Six Nine and what I got from that interview. You knew the guy wasn't not only built like that. Which is which is fine, you know. You knew the guy wasn't built like that. You knew he, he, he even said in the interview that he'll just say some dumb random shit and just go to the studio, and start saying that mumbling shit, and next thing you know, it becomes a record. Like, and the fact that this guy, he said he went from nothing. He was broke. He was about poor. His family was poor. He 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 was really depressed after his and, and and I'm not and I'm not let's let's get this out of the way I'm not trying to give him a pass for what he did see I'm not street so I don't give a fuck but my thing is I watched when I watched the interview I looked at and I'm not and he did a couple of interviews he did the one with, he did the two Breakfast Club interviews I'm not talking the antics I'm talking about when you look at Six Nine as the person. Because I saw Six Nine, the person, during the Angie Martinez. See, he wasn't doing all that. He was doing all that extra rah-rah shit he was doing on the Breakfast Club was just to get ratings for the Breakfast Club. As far as all that gangster talk, blood this, blood that, blood. The dude was a blood connoisseur at the Breakfast Club. But I'm talking about when he was at the Angie Martinez uh, interview, you can see he was he was calm, he was collected. He had Shotty and all them guys with him, but you can see the humanizing part in him because he wasn't turn, he wasn't flashy, he was he was just being himself. And when I watched the interview, I said, man, you know, I, I got a, I got a, I really got a different vibe for him, man, because I'm like, yo, this dude seemed like a, seemed like. Besides the bullshit, seemed like a really cool dude because, you know, he talks about how he was broke and, you know, after his dad died and, and he was depressed and how he just wanted a different life because the life he was living already and where it was going, it was going to end up rough. Bruh said he didn't shower for months and he would stay at home and watch like one DVD all day. Bruh was like really, really going through it. And he said he prayed and asked God to change his life and he found something that worked. The only issue is the one thing you found that worked, you didn't have to go that right. You could have found other routes around it if you would have took more time. But the fact that you jumped into something you got, because he put out a video, he said, some the very first video, it didn't really do that good. Didn't really get no traction. But when he did get with the Bloods and did that video with the Bloods and all that other stuff, it blew up. Gumbo blew up. And he realized that persona, that gangster persona, that all that bullshit, all the antics, 
he realized that worked, and he ran with it. Started making a lot of money, going on tour. Besides that, the internet stuff, the fact that he took that and made it to something to where he's a multi-millionaire. Well, I ain't gonna say multi, but he was making millions. He had over a million in the bank. Got more money than my black ass. That's all I know. Um, and it worked for a while. The issue is, see, see, it's not like, it's not like, okay, six nine got with these guys, then the dumb shit happened, then they all got caught. No, these guys, Treyway and all these other guys, has been doing this illegal type shit since what 2013. It's just that they, the feds really couldn't touch them like that. So when six nine came aboard, and when six nine with his music and with his antics and causing issues on the internet and everybody started to look at 6ix9ine because 6ix9ine was, right before he got locked up, 6ix9ine was pretty much everywhere. You couldn't go, you couldn't get on YouTube without 6ix9ine. You couldn't get on radio without 6ix9ine, TV without whatever 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine was everywhere. And so that got to where it, the feds came in. And let's be real, 6ix9ine is not the only person who snitched. He wasn't even the first person who snitched. Another guy snitched first, and there was cameras and the uh, the driver. The driver was tapped. Uh, what's the name? That one of the guys was on the phone with Jim Jones. He going around. He doing a call a uh, telephone with all these other goons, telling everything on the phone. So six now was just basically an extra in a movie, having a speaking role, and just and I'm like I said. If you really look at the situation, it's not like 6ix9ine knew these guys for like 10, 12 years and was riding hard with them. And I get it. You jump into that shit and you rep that shit and you go along with the persona and the bullshit. Yeah, you take the consequences. But at the same time, with the dirty shit they was doing and they was talking about, they was going to take them out. They fucking his baby mama, all this other shit. He probably looked at it like, you know what? Hey, fuck these guys. Hey, I ain't with this shit. Hey, I, I just did this shit to sell records. I just did this shit to get hot. I just did this shit to make millions. They with the dumb shit. I ain't. And yes, he did do a little bit of a... Uh, he did do some activities, you know, because of course he had to prove his gangster, so I get that. But, man, these kids ain't gonna give two... Let's say he do get out tomorrow. These kids ain't gonna give two dams. And I call him a genius because... The guy took that a year ago, two years ago, 6ix9ine was a nobody trying to get into the rap game. But he took something that ideally nobody else had the nuts to do. Y'all got to think, nobody else really, other than 50 Cent. Now, but nah, I'm not comparing him to 50 Cent, but 50 Cent actually was that nigga. 50 Cent was in the streets. 50 Cent was the nigga. 50 Cent was really about that life, 50 Cent, it's just that back then, it wasn't no social media, but 50 Cent really was really that guy in the streets, so all that beefing with rappers and all that, all that shit, he was backing that shit up 100%, and you know, 6ix9ine just didn't, couldn't handle that, first of all, he ain't about to, he ain't about to take that type of time, and he just couldn't handle that type of pressure because he wasn't from that 
light. And what do I really blame? You know who I blame? I really blame, uh, I really blame Shadi. I blame Kuda B. I blame, uh, the other guys that were involved in this. Because why would you, I get you were doing this shit years before. And y'all were doing this shit back in 2013. And you still have yet and gotten caught. Why would you guys get all this light and attention on you? And I get it. It's for the money. I get it. Record labels. I get it. You trying to turn this thing into record labels. You trying to turn this thing into something. I understand that. But at the same time, you cause and put a big target bullseye on your guys' organization. And and 6 9 help took that shit down. I'm not going to say he was the forefront of it. Because there was other guys telling him before 6 9 But he did help. The only issue with it is 6 9 the face. Just like basically Ja Rule that fire festival. Yeah. Billy McFarlane was the ringleader behind the fire festival. Billy McFarlane's the reason why the fire festival really fell apart. The reason why they're giving Ja Rule flat because Ja Rule's the face of something. When you're the face of something and it goes bad, they don't give a damn about nothing else but the person who is the face of it. And that's usually who take that's usually who takes the blunt of it. The person who was the face of it. They don't give a damn about Billy McFarlane. Billy McFarlane's in jail. But they still gonna clown Ja Rule to this day, tomorrow and the next year over that fire festival. Why? Ja Rule was the face of it. Ja Rule claimed, I ain't got no, I ain't got no dog in this race. I'm not, I'm not out here scamming people. I'm not doing it. But you put your face on it. So when you got people doing criminal shit behind the scenes, and even if you were aware or not aware, you're the face of it. You got to be very, very careful. Same thing with 6 9 6 9 even though he was still doing some illegal shit as well, he was basically the face of that whole organization. And it went down. The only people, yeah, they gonna go to jail and all that other shit, but the only people they gonna give a fuck about is the person who is the face, which is 6 9 And I just hope, and, and I don't know, is 6 9 if he does get out, how will it work for him? Cause six nine still got to sell records. You gotta have twenty four hour security. He refused to have the uh, the uh, uh, witness protection. So if you you can't get out and start coming back to the gangster persona you was doing it. You you can't get out and do that. That's not gonna work. The only way this will work if six nine gets out of jail. Late well. He ain't gonna leave low, but six nine gets out of jail, get mad interviews, charge them up, charge them up about a million or whatever. They'll pay it, charge it up for interviews, paper. I want that paper, charging it up, uh, going records, going overseas, get your money. Uh, if I was him in this situation, I get out, do a couple of interviews. I'm heading straight overseas. I'm doing tours. I'm making records overseas. And I'm chilling. <laughs> uh, that's the only way. Because you got to still keep that persona going. You still got to keep that bullshit going. You How when you just came out of a situation. And look. 
just because people are speculating and all this stuff, you gotta understand all this stuff people are talking about, it's all speculation. Nobody knows. The prosecutor, the, 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 the government, they can say, yeah, we don't want him to do no time, but it's up to the judge. The judge can be a damn dick and be like, hey, I ain't, these motherfuckers gonna think I'm soft if I let this motherfucker out. He can get him to, he can give it six, nine, 20 years. You do not want to have that, no, you do not want to have anybody that have that type of power over your life to where they can decide your fate at a snap of a finger. You do not want that. So, lesson learned. Sit the fuck down. Shut the fuck up. Mind your business. Work. Get it the legal way. And if you is doing it the dirty way, shut the hell up. Don't be on YouTube. Stay off of Instagram. Stay off of Facebook. And sit your ass down. This is the Slim William Podcast. I'm out. Peace.